The Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? I keep thinking it's Friday. And anyone out there that knows this, because you all have done this before, I'm not the only one, KJ. When it's not Friday, and then you think it's Friday, and then you find out it's not Friday, that flippin' stinks. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. It just messes with you because your Friday becomes right, hard. Right, Because I'm like, man, what a ch- chilling out, a little Friday, a little PUBG, right, a little drink, a little cold pops, whatever. And then I'm like, wait a second, what? I got to work tomorrow? Oh, God. God, no. It's like the Jerry Judy injury today. No, God, please, no. Thank you, KJ. Everyone, please forgive me if I swear on tonight's program. KJ, please use the dump button so that I do not lose my job. Um, This Jerry Judy thing sucks, Okay. And, again, it's going to be difficult for me to get through this without getting a little emotional. I don't mean crybaby emotional. I mean, like, pissed-off emotional. <sighs> this entire offseason had been building to a Jerry Judy 1,000-yard-plus, 1,200-yard-plus, dare I say 1,500-yard, take the league by storm. Sean Payton loves him. Catch 100 passes. Fantasy superstar Jerry Judy. And now with the hamstring injury, we're not going to get any of that crap. And again, I'm trying to clean it up for radio, but like this stinks. This flipping stinks. And today, my mood has been soured, not only because I don't know what day it is, but because everything that you had built for is now gone. And yes, they have Cortland Sutton. Yes, I love Cortland Sutton, but Cortland Sutton did not show out against the Los Angeles Rams, who aren't real good. I'm just going to tell you it like it is, okay? I know, and listen, I don't even care what other people are saying, all right? I get messages from people like, well, these guys are saying Garrett Bowles has had a good camp. Okay, here's the way that I put it, because I put it this way, and I, I know that there's some really good people that really pay attention to practice. I know there's some people that don't pay attention to practice at all whatsoever. I called them out on this show, whatever is whatever. But when someone that I know is there every day, every day, and, and watching practice, their observations don't have to match mine, okay? So I don't need the DMs. I don't need the ads. I don't need the whatever. Um, you know, it's like, well, these guys are saying that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. My observations may be different from others, and that's fine, and that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm totally right or someone else is totally wrong. Uh, For example, Garrett Bowles looked awful today, embarrassing today, after having his best day yesterday. This sucks. It's not supposed to be like this. The Broncos are supposed to build something with Sean Payton, and instead, Sean Payton is not happy. I'm guessing on this. No inside information. Everyone running with that Jonathan Taylor story now, huh, KJ? 
Saw Ian Rappaport. Uh, it's the lead story everywhere. They, Ian Rappaport uh, was reporting that this morning. My phone's blowing up. I was like, yeah, baby, I yeah. Come on. I had that on Tuesday. <laughs> like, on a Tuesday. But, like, seriously, um, I, I, you know, it was supposed to be different. And it was supposed to be more competitive. But instead, the cupboards are too bare and the guys are getting too banged up. This team is not built. The depth isn't there. You want to blame George Payton? Fine. I am not a George Payton apologist. I think he's a good scout. I have questions about his ability as GM. And there is a difference. There's a massive difference between someone that's a good employee and then a good boss. And again, I believe George Payton is a good man. I believe George Payton has an eye for talent. I believe George Payton is a really exceptional scout. As a GM, he's got to step it up. As I told you the other day, hey, Deion Sanders tweeted his favorite corners in the league. Number one was Tariq Wollin. Number two was Pat Sertan. Like, come on, man. You had it. You had guys about, oh, it's a, it's a day three of the draft, Lammy. What are you talking about? Everybody misses. Not, not that way. Not that bad. In a position of need where you could be having a defense where you had Pat Sertan and Tariq Wollin. And, and, and I'm getting totally off track. I hate this. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You already know about it. But here's the thing. I had such high hopes for Jerry Judy. And I know it could be, you know, eight weeks, six weeks, whatever. Give me a number, right? Give me a number between four and eight and tell me what it is. Tell me what it's going to be, and I'll tell you it still sucked today. Today was a bummer. Today did not feel good out at Centura Health Training Center. After the Jerry Judy injury, the wind was taken out of the sails of the Denver Broncos. It's almost like a switch went on, and mentally, these guys, I'm not saying checked out, but they were just rattled, man. And honestly, it shouldn't be that way when you lose a receiver to what's not a, you know, Uh, a season-ending injury. We know that about Jerry Judy. It's not a season-ending injury. But it still sucks. The mood still stunk. The Rams are working these guys. The Rams aren't any good. Like, I appreciate Sean McVay. Uh, Zach Robinson, who I know is um, a one Chatfield Chargers baby. I got to say that every time. But, like, Zach Robinson's a future head coach. Okay, there's no doubt. By the way, Zach Robinson is going to be calling plays for the Rams on Saturday. And I was talking to people in the know, as I often do. And just I was nosing around about Zach. Zach coached my son in high school as a quarterback's coach. Um, I have all the world's appreciation and respect for him. Uh, he's a great mind for football. And he's a great quarterback. He's a great high school quarterback here in Littleton. He's a great college quarterback for Oklahoma State was drafted as a backup to Tommy Brady. But, you know, Zach Robinson, that's on the fast track, baby. And that's the kind of coaching staff that you could have had here. Now you've got Sean Payton, obviously better than a guy, you know, Kevin O'Connell or whatever, you know, a next guy up like a Zach Robinson. But my point is this. What's my point? The point is I don't think the see you know, it's it's done, it's over. I don't want to be a, a doomsday person. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But, man, Jerry Judy had been working hard, man. I know the drops yesterday, okay, the drops in the one practice that I couldn't tell you about until the next day because of the media policy or whatever. 
But Jerry Judy was trending towards a thousand plus. Jerry Judy was trending towards, you know, I had conservatively said 80 catches. Are these numbers still reachable? It comes back in week three or whatever. Like, yes, of course. Um, but man, is it a gut punch when you know this team is going to have to win close games, when you know this team is going to have to win ugly. And we've known this for a while, so today doesn't really change that. But you know Jerry Judy was part of that. He was a weapon. And he was getting after it. He was getting open and then dropping touchdown passes against the Rams. We're just going to call it like I see it. And my man, Corlin Sutton, I didn't see enough from him. And it doesn't mean uh, two joint practices of the Rams against the Rams doesn't mean uh, Cortland Sutton is, is back. It's back to the, oh, man, it's a disappointing court. Court has looked explosive. Court has looked focused. Cortland Sutton has made plays above the rim. Cortland Sutton has made plays against Pat Sertan, and that, my friends, is incredibly difficult. Cortland Sutton is here to play. But for some reason, whatever the reason, I didn't see enough of him against the Rams. So we can sit here with blinders on and spin it and be like, it's great, everything's great, everything's fine, everything's not fine. This flipping sucks. KJ, help me. This flipping stinks to high heaven because Jerry Judy was about ready to ball out as Russell Wilson's favorite target, and Sean Payton loves him. You think Sean Payton's happy today? I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall, even though they were at the middle of the field, when Sean Payton was talking to the Penners, Greg and Kerry. I would have loved to have known what he was saying. Because the thing that I love about the Walton Penner group, and this is why I said dynasty, and now people are like, ah, you said dynasty, and then see, yeah, go Seahawks. Like, I said dynasty because I believe in this ownership group because they've been successful at pretty much everything they've ever done. And people like that, as someone who examines wealthy people, I would like to be wealthy one day. I don't need a billion, baby. Just give me a million. That'd be cool. Um, but as I examine Orlando Franklin, incredibly successful businessman, incredibly successful, incredibly knowledgeable, so wise. I examine these people. I try to learn from these type of people. As I examine the Walton Penner group and everyone that they have in place on the ownership group, I go, that's a group of people that aren't going to sit around and just accept average. The Denver Broncos are not an average franchise. They have been below average over the last seven years, and it pisses me off because the pride of this team of these fans, it's supposed to be better than this. It's always been better than this. I've been on this earth for 40-plus years. You know what the Broncos have done for 40-plus years? Kicked ass on the wild side, double live gonzo, and now they stink. They've stunk. They've been embarrassing. The Hackett stuff was embarrassing. And so you get excited about Sean Payton. I'm still excited about Sean Payton. I still believe Sean Payton can coach you out of a lot of bad situations. But the talent, the cupboards are bare. Sean Payton can be a great surgeon, be like the guy that tried to fix Jack Nicholson's face in a Batman, 89, Joker. Like, I can only do so much. The tools aren't there. The players aren't there. The Rams aren't good, and they were working the Broncos. Yesterday, I wanted to see him today. And Denver came out. Defensively, they had a pass rush. They were making Matthew Stafford uncomfortable. They were getting after it. They were knocking away passes. They were talking some trash. It looked good, nay, great, against the Rams until the Jerry Judy injury. And then it's, you know, 
it, it just all like washed away. This was not a good day for the Denver Broncos. And there's no other way to spin it. Okay? Enough with the spin. All right? Enough. Football fans are too smart to fall for spin. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I've always had something against Bob Costas because he treats football fans like they're a bunch of flipping morons. KJ, please be careful. They're a bunch of flipping morons wearing the two beer cups and the construction hat with the two straws and drinking beer. Let's go Broncos. Like, football fans are smart. So you're sitting here trying to spin the garbage that we've seen on this field at times. You know who's not spinning? Sean Payton. You know what he's doing? He's lighting a fire under some of these guys that need it. But that that talent is not there. They are not a deep team at all. They've got some stars. They've got some superstars. A couple. They've got some players on the rise. They've got some players that will become household names. And they've got, you know, 20 guys out of the 53 that are just trying to hang on. And it's unfortunate. And however you got here and whoever you want to blame, I don't even care about that right now. Oh, it's George Payton's fault. Oh, it's John Elway's fault. I don't care. All I know is better players were available. Those better players were not selected. And everybody misses on day three of the draft. If you want to continue on with that sort of mindset, just stop watching football. All right, just stop. The whole draft's a crapshoot thing. If I had Mike Evans in a dunk tank, <laughs> I would throw the water balloon or whatever, the softball, and I'd make sure Mike Evans got a bath in the dunk, the dunk tank for promoting possibly the worst take in all of sports in the history of sports talk. The draft is a crapshoot. If that's what you think, this is what you get. You get a team that doesn't have enough depth. Wide receiver, they were falling out of their pockets three weeks ago. And the injury after injury after injury. And it's just, it's football and it happens. But man, alive, it stinks because I was excited for Jerry Judy. I was excited for Jerry Judy to prove the doubters wrong. He still can. It's not like it's done for the year, okay? Again, I don't want to be doomsdayer, but I want to share my emotions with you. And my emotions right now are not good about the Denver Broncos. My emotions right now are hot and not in a good way. My emotions right now are saying, like, this game is too tough. This game will take it from you. And these Denver Broncos, man, this season was going to be tough, but I wanted to see him fight. If you lose Jerry Judy for a game or two, you can't put up as much fight. Jerry Judy can fight. And now he's got a, it's a hamstring. So, oh, he'll be ready by the Dolphins in week three. Do you want him in the heat on South Beach? Dehydrated with a hamstring? Get him ready for Chicago October 1st. But you still have three games without Jerry Judy. I wanted 17 games with Jerry Judy. I want to see what that looks like. And it's not about fantasy football and from a fantasy perspective, blah, blah, blah. No. This is what I wanted to see, and now I don't get to see it, and it's disappointing. Because Jerry Judy got banged up. And Jerry Judy now has to recover from this hamstring injury. And now you got to find out. 
Cortland, are you ready? You studied Michael Thomas. Are you ready? I would have liked to have seen more from Cortland against the Rams. We did not see that. I wish I could tell you a different story. I wish it was easy as this. Oh, what, what? Jerry Judy? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's great, whatever. Um, but they got court. I wish I was like that Ikea guy. You know the Ikea guy, right, uh, KJ? On, oh, yeah. uh, whatever, Facebook, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. Where he's like, are you working hard or hardly working? I'm at work. What do you think? You know that guy with the little mustache? Yeah. He's got to ch- shave that mustache. But anyway, um, I wish it was like that, right? I was. I wish I was an Ikea guy. And I was like, oh, the Broncos lost Jerry Judy. Well, they got Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's a Pro Bowl talented player. I wish it was that easy. Where's that music? He's got that real serious music, right? Like, hey, the Broncos lost Jerry Judy. Yeah, but they've got Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton can play at a Pro Bowl level. And Cortland Sutton can be a 1,200-yard receiver. And Cortland Sutton can have 10 touchdowns this season. I wish it was that easy. And had I seen it against the Rams, I could be telling you that right now. But for some reason, for two days, we didn't really see Cortland Sutton do much against the Rams. And I don't know what that reason is. I don't believe he's banged up. I've watched him all of training camp. He looks fantastic until the Rams came to town. And the Rams aren't good, everybody, okay? They've got some talent. Aaron Donald, of course, and Cooper Cup, of course, and Matthew Stafford can still sling it when he's healthy, when that elbow doesn't fall off. Like, yeah, 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 fine. Sean McVay, my man Zach Robinson, who I'd certainly appreciate. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, they got some stuff, but it's not like it's not like the Rams are going to be pushing for a Super Bowl, and it's not like the Broncos are either. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't saying that. But I wanted to see this team fight. And when you don't have Jerry Judy, you have one less weapon. And this is a situation where Sean Payton can only do so much. Sean Payton is only so much of a a magician. He's not Chris Angel, everybody. (laughs) I want to go see Chris Angel. I think that was from Bridesmaids. But anyway, like, no, this stinks because Jerry Judy is good. And I wanted to see him go out and be better than ever. And he needed to, man. You got contract stuff coming up. You got to get it done. If you're Lloyd Cushenberry, you got to get it done, man. If you're Jerry Judy, it's time to shine. It's not time to get banged up with a hamstring injury so bad that you can't even get on the cart. And that was another thing with the optics. And again, MRIs and everything. And hey, you know, several weeks, four to six weeks, whatever we're supposed to say, like, Yeah, 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 that's fine. But the optics of it were not good. Jerry Judy could not get on the cart. Okay? So, again, I'm not being doomsday or, no, everything sucks and everything's over. Like, no, it's it's never over. Nothing is over. I'm not saying that. That's from Archer, by the way. I'm saying it's a gut punch when you've got to play your best football You've got to win ugly. You've got to win close games. And now you're going to be down a weapon, however many games that is. I don't even, it it doesn't even matter. You don't have, you're not at full strength. When you've lost enough guys, you can't afford to lose more. If you're the Denver Broncos, you're on edge. You're on edge. And I don't want it to go the other way because I want you guys to believe. I want all of you Broncos fans to believe in Sean Payton. I want all you Broncos fans to believe it can work with Russell Wilson because it can. Russell's got to listen, Linda, listen to Sean Payton. But Sean Payton's offense is tried and true. Even the offense he doesn't really want to run 
because that's what he's going to have to do. You think Sean Payton wants this? You think Sean Payton was expecting this? He was expecting the cupboards to be more full. He's looking at his team now and going, man, I got to start hunting other teams. Not to move to or whatever, but he's got to hunt other teams for talent. For talent. They get to, uh, the Vikings today. Where's DMAC? I swear to God, DMAC, he'll pedal his bicycle right back into this studio right now as soon as I mention this. Did he mention it, KJ? Uh, Arizona State wide receiver Nikhil Harry, former first-round pick, has been waived and released by the Minnesota Vikings. You know what? You know what I'm doing? I'm pedaling like DMAC, and I, I'm not pedaling like DMAC. I am um, bringing in Nikhil Harry. I don't even think the guy can play. But he's a former first-round pick. I want to see if Sean Payton can do anything with the guy. Did, did D talk about it? He did not get around He to did that. not get to Nikhil Harry, the Arizona State. That's shocking. Very. <laughs> but I'm, dude, a first-round receiver just got cut? Yes. Fine. Hi, he can't play. I didn't think he could play. I didn't think he could. Listen, listen. I, I want to be very specific. I thought Nikhil Harry was more like a third-rounder, second-rounder. Then he was a first-rounder. He was overdrafted, baby, okay? Um, so when I say he can't play, that's a little, that's inaccurate, all right? He hasn't found the right fit. And there's certainly question marks about his game. But he's still a big body that can run after the catch. Guess what Sean Payton does with big bodies that can run after the catch? Marcus Colson played at Hofstra. And I'm not saying Nikhil Harry is Marcus Colson by any stretch of the imagination. But you're in that situation now. If you're Sean Payton, you're looking at your roster going, Nikhil Harry doesn't look that bad. And I like Brandon Johnson, and I like Taylor Grimes, and I like Michael Bandy. The problem with those, and Brandon's different. Brandon's more acrobatic. Um, he's like a Brandon Lloyd, honestly. Good, really good to see 89 back on the field today, Denver Broncos, number one in your hearts. But, like, you're looking elsewhere to get some sort of talent. When your practice squad is full and your 53 is full, I guarantee that over the next five days, we're going to see some of the most interesting decisions by this Broncos team. Maybe some guys get cut. Maybe the Broncos make some move to free up some salary cap situation. Maybe the Broncos make a trade. <laughs> uh, by the way, and I appreciate everyone out there, I, I really do, but when Ian Rappaport uh, reports that the Denver Broncos are interested in Jonathan Taylor and my phone starts blowing up like, you said that yesterday. I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you. And Ian has a zillion more sources than me or whatever. And I don't talk to agents. I know um, in this, not even insider game, because I don't consider myself that. I don't promote myself as that. But I also talk to a lot of people. I don't talk to agents. Because agents will tell you anything, basically. If it's good for their client and not that there aren't good agents out there. I've said this a million times. There's a ton of great agents. There's some terrible agents. Um, ask Elvis Tumorville allegedly or whatever to say, but like, um, you know, and Ian, ha Ian talks to everybody. Ian's got uh, sources, birdies, as DMAC would say, everywhere and not just PR guys. He's got real sources. I don't believe as good as Adam, Adam, and not because Adam's my mentor, but like Adam Schefter is the best of the insiders, period. No, there is no, nobody even close. Nobody even close. Ian, if there would be a second, he's in that range, uh, of course. So when he reports it, it's like, yeah, of course, because the information is there. 
If you talk to the right people, Ian Rappaport certainly talks to the right people. I talk to more in the scouting community, and I do not talk to agents because when agents came to me 20 years ago and they're like, hey, can you talk good about my guy? No, not if your guy sucks. And if agents get mad at me because I don't think their client can play, like, don't get mad at me. You, your guy can't play. Okay, that's my opinion. I could totally be wrong, whatever. Like, agents, agent-led information and agent-fed information is, is wildly inaccurate. So be careful when you're listening to, quote-unquote, insiders, if they get their information from agents or if they get their information like Ian Rappaport does. Ian, Ian has, and Ian does talk to agents, but Ian talks to everybody. You want to find someone that talks to everybody. Me, I just want to watch football, talk to my scouting buddies, whatever's whatever. Don't need my phone blowing up and my ads blowing up and all that kind of stuff. Just, baby, baby, we got football to play. We got football to watch. We got big decisions coming up from the Denver Broncos. What could some of those surprise decisions be? And what's it mean for the GB zone? Yeah, I'm going to go there, and I'll do it next. Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I am Cecil Lammy talking about the Denver Broncos. Of course, Denver Sports Tonight. You want to go to denversports.com and get all of your Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche, Buffaloes and more information all right there. DenverSports.com. No damn paywalls. Go there right now. DenverSports.com. Bookmark it. Go back there every day. And how about this? Sign up for that Denver Sports Daily every morning right to your inbox. Hot and fresh. All the top Denver sports news right directly to you. It is the Denver Sports Daily. It is available at DenverSports.com. Well, uh, some big decisions are going to be made. Some tough decisions are going to be made. Do you want to save, let me do the math here, damn near $28 million in two years? Does that sound like a good savings for you? If you're a Broncos fan right now, I'm not going to tell you the player yet, although some of you and most of you are likely to guess who it is. But if you could save about $12 million this year, if you could save $16 million next year, if you could save damn near $30 million, the number keeps going up, uh, $28 million, whatever the number is, if you could save that over the next two years, would you want to do that if it meant that you were without your starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles? Garrett Bowles had a good day yesterday. I was excited about what we saw from Garrett Bowles against the Rams. A couple of calls, maybe they were holding, whatever. They, they weren't flagged. So, you know, I had felt, and, and even just rewind 24 hours ago on this show, I was praising the play, the efforts of Garrett Bowles. Well, fast forward to today, and it was as bad as it could be, um, as embarrassing as it could be. You know, flexing after a fight, like, the, and you're getting worked out there. Like, I, I just... Money is the issue, and I think also injury is the issue. I I am not gonna you know stick up for Garrett Bowles, and I know some people will be like, "You just hate him." No, and I'm not gonna be this blind defender. He's my best friend. Like I'm not gonna do that because I like Garrett Bowles as a person. 
But I think that ankle is just, it's taken too much from his game when the best part of Garrett Bowles' game was always his athleticism. I love his mindset to, you know, protect the quarterback like he protects his family. Like, yes, yes, sir. That's all, that's all great, baby. And it's not just talk from Garrett Bowles. It's really uh, something that he wants to back up on the field. But when his feet are gone, something that I've suggested to anyone in attendance at Broncos training camp is like his feet are gone. His feet are gone. His footwork and his athleticism was his number one asset. And, yes, strength and tenacity, of course, these things, uh, balance, maybe not as much, leverage, maybe not as much. But now that his feet are gone, and because of that ankle injury, they may never come back, do the Broncos look at saving approximately $12 million this year, saving $16 million next year? Do they look at that and say, you know what, Cam Fleming at left isn't, you know, isn't that bad? I'm concerned about their depth. I've said it before on this show. I would not do that. So, again, you know, some will call me a, you hate the Garrett Bowles. That's not true. Some will say, you're defending Garrett Bowles. That's not true. I'm just telling you my opinion. I don't like their depth. And getting rid of Garrett Bowles, you're just going to be thinner at the position. But when it comes down to money, and if it don't make dollars, then it don't make sense. And does it make sense to keep around a below-average left tackle, which is how he's playing, not in 2020 when there were no fans and it was the greatest thing ever, whatever I got to say. But right now, today, August 24th, not a Friday, right now, today, Garrett Bowles is playing like a below-average left tackle. Is a below-average left tackle worth $28 million over the next two years? The answer is simply no. It's an easy math. So do the Broncos take a look at that? I'd imagine the answer is yes. Again, I, because of the lack of depth, I would hope they make a different decision. Because I've said it on this show, on these very airwaves, in this time slot, I want Garrett Bowles to play so well One, because I know he can do it. He's done it before. It's been a minute, but he's done it before. He has regressed since the 2020 season. There is no doubt. But I want Garrett Bowles to play so well he gets paid. I want Garrett Bowles to get another contract because he played so well. And he's nowhere close to that. There's nowhere even remotely close to that with his play in this current situation. And money is always a factor in the NFL. They'll say that we need the money. They don't. Trust me, they don't. There's always money. They just have to figure it out. And, well, do they want to go somewhere else? Do they want to sign a Jarvis Landry or something else? Does this take money that they need that they would need to free up by getting rid of Garibalds? Perhaps. All of this is part of the conversation. And, again, I know I have heard from you, and and I don't want to sound like a a total jerk, although some may say I am, which is fine. I don't need to know what other people are reporting, okay? And it's not because my opinion is totally right and they're totally wrong. It's just because I don't care. I understand, and it was the great Chad Ryder. Chad Ryder, dear, dear friend of mine, um, one of my best friends, in fact. Chad Ryder from NFL Network, and if you know NFL Network, and it doesn't matter the talent, um, 
Although Daniel Jeremiah, certainly, and Chad, these are two. I, I, I would like to have like a draft off between these two because DJ, that's my dude. He was on my podcast for two years before he went back to scouting and then eventually found his way to the NFL Network. So I love Daniel Jeremiah, his dear friend. Chad Ryder, I've known for 20 years, dear friend. And he's a lead draft analyst at NFL Network, NFL.com. Chad told me years ago, he said, Cecil, we're going to watch this practice. And I think it was down in El Paso at the Texas versus the Nation game, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a fine game. Although being in El Paso, where that stadium's at, beautiful stadium, and Juarez is right there across the highway, I remember one of the things in the brochure, I can't remember if it was my man John Murphy that told me, but they said, uh, hey, make sure your phone doesn't pick up the International Towers because you'll get charged that, uh, you know, checking Facebook or whatever, that'll actually be on the International Tower and it'll be like 35 bucks a minute or whatever. So either way, I think it was down in El Paso and the great Chad Ryder, NFL Network, NFL.com, he said, Cecil, we're going to watch this practice and both of us are going to see things differently. So when I report something, I don't need you to tell me, well, this other person is reporting the total opposite thing. If that person is good and they are there every day, you know, to me, it's like I understand how football can be seen. This is why I pick the brains as much as I can of the former pros. Because those big guys, Orlando, been talking to Nate Jackson. Mark Schlereth, always a great resource, right? B. Stoke, my man, Brandon Stokely. So you've got all these great resources, right? Chad, Chad Brown. It's because they see it faster. Us muggles type, we're going to see things differently. It doesn't mean one guy's totally right and one guy's totally wrong. I just don't care. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do it, tell you what I see. And what I see right now is a left tackle that's not good enough. At his price tag. And knowing this game, and this is a cold-blooded game, and again, Garrett is a good man. Garrett Bowles, uh, by all accounts, is a good father, a good husband, a good family man. I really appreciate Garrett Bowles, the person, because there's so many times in life, and this is getting philosophical on you here, but look at what Garrett Bowles has overcome. Look at how hard he's worked to have the life that he's, Maybe couldn't even dream of at times. I respect that just from a human standpoint. I respect that. But when I watch the football standpoint, I can separate the two. I'm not going to act like his best friend and pretend. Pretend? I'm just going to tell you, like, off the field, I respect him. Good man. You know, good family man. All those sorts of good things. Strong in his faith. Oh, respectable. There's just so many things that are great about Garrett Bowles. On the field, it's not been good enough. It's been below average, and he's declined since 2020. You can either accept that as the truth, or you can have blinders on and continue to make excuses. I just don't think he's right from that fractured ankle. And unfortunately, knowing this business, the Broncos might be making a tough decision. I think it's a tough decision. Some people may say it's easy because, again, it's easy to, oh, this guy sucks, that guy sucks, whatever, this sucks, whatever. Like, it's not about that, man. It's about the finances. And the Broncos may decide financially it makes more sense to move on from Garrett Bowles. 
It's Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy talking about the Denver Broncos, telling you what I saw against the Rams. It started out so good today, and then it ended not as good. But there's a couple of players that had a good day of practice, and there's a couple of players that with a good game on Saturday can make this roster when I had them off the team a week ago. Who and why? Next. Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Denver Sports Tonight. Oh boy, I am Cecil Lammy, and I'm getting ready for my most important fantasy football draft. I'll be talking fantasy football with you coming up on The Fan very, very soon. More information in just a little bit. Um, <laughs> so the chat room in the, in the fantasy draft, it's always like the greatest smack talk, especially if you know the guys, and I know the guys because this is my... Fessel Draft, Football Guys Expert Staff League. So this is the old heads, all of us old guys who have been working for football guys. I've worked for football guys since 2005. So it's been a minute um, that I've been working professionally as a fantasy football expert. Uh, But our smack talk has already started, and we are two chats in before somebody's politics got brought up in a joking way. This is funny. I know everyone get offended. Um, and I won't say what was said because I don't want to offend everyone all sensitive. But it's just funny that guys that know each other and get along and work together can give each other crap like that during a fantasy draft because that's what it's all about. The draft is the most fun of the entire fantasy season. I know a lot of people are playing best ball now because it's like, eh, I can just never set my lineup. And I understand some people are into the parlays and all that, which is great, baby. Like, whatever, get down, how do you get down? DFS is probably taking a hit um, because of that and popularity. It certainly isn't as popular as it used to be. But, like, season-long fantasy, local league fantasy, or even, you know, these guys live all across the nation. Like, that type of fantasy football, that's always thriving. That's always thriving. It doesn't get, um, you know, cut down the way that daily fantasy did when sports gambling became legal pretty much everywhere. So I'm ready to have some fun and talk some smack in the chat room for my Fessel OG League. And uh, that starts here in about 10 minutes. And uh, in a 12-team league, I am at pick number 10. We did not get a pick our draft spot. It was random order, but that's perfect. I've said it a million times. If I'm in a snake draft, I want to be at the turn. I want to be 10 to 12. I want to be at the turn. I want to see what everyone else does. I want to stop a run. or I want to start a run. And I want to scoop up the guys before, you know, I can sneak this guy through to the second round. No, you can't because I'm waiting there. I can sneak this round. No, you can't because I got him. You know, I like doing that type of stuff. So, yeah, draft ready to start. And this is the time, right? Beautiful day in Colorado. I know the weekend gonna be a little rainy. Whatever. We always need the we always need the moisture. Everybody, let's let's be real. Um, but th- you know, summertime training camp over, fantasy draft going on. Yeah, man, this is uh, this is it right here. This is, this is why we love football, and why you love the Denver Broncos. Uh, and today, Alberto Kawebanam. Dunking the ba- the basketball, <laughs> dunking the football over the goalposts, drew a penalty. It's a dumb rule. 
And Andrew Mason and I today on Orange or Blue Today, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on our digital formats, uh, we we disagreed about it, about Albert O dunking the football over the goalpost because it's a confidence thing. Albert O has the physical talent that very few in this league have. He is a physical freak. And I say that, freak. <laughs> well, uh, Madagascar, right? Hey, freak. <laughs> it's King Julian, right? Isn't that his name? Oh, I love that guy. What is he, a meerkat? What is he on a Madagascar? It sounds about right. Yeah, he's something like that. He's something. He's squirrel or I don't, know, I don't know what he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's King Julian. What's up, freaks? Yeah, Alberto, you get the King Julian. You were a freak, man. He's an absolute beast. He's a dude that could dominate if he plays with more confidence. So our mace was upset because he didn't want the mental error of dunking over the goalpost, drawing the penalty, t- you know, uh, penalizing your team. Still, You still get the touchdown, but you penalize your team. And Alberto has four touchdowns in two days. Cortland Sutton didn't see him. Alberto couldn't help but see him. I dig that, man. I like that confidence. And tight end, it does take some time, okay? And this is year four. And I said a week ago, hey, he's not making the team. I said at the beginning of training camp, he's not making the team. We heard it today from Ben Kotwika, special teams coach of the Denver Broncos, and Alberto has been doing good things on special teams, and he will need to, especially if the team keeps four or five tight ends. He might be the fifth tight end behind Nate Adkins, who I think should make this team. But either way, I'm so happy for Alberto Kuebenam because over the last week, and even in the last preseason game, he's like, well, you want me to block? I'm going to destroy that guy. And also showing well as a receiver. So go get it, Alberto. Saturday, you can earn your spot. And hopefully there's a role for him. You hear that sweet Ronnie James deal? You know that means I am out of here for today. I've got a fantasy draft to get to. But I'll be back on tomorrow night, which will be Friday. I can celebrate tomorrow because it will be Friday. I will know that it's Friday. So make sure to stay tuned for that coming up tomorrow right here on these airwaves. No Broncos practice, but still plenty of Broncos thoughts as they prepare for the preseason finale against the Los Angeles Rams. Until next time, I'm Cecil Lammy. Follow me on all the socials at Cecil Lammy. Thanks to KJ, the man in the box. As always, I want you to do two things. One, do this. Look out. Two, stay frosty. You can hide in the sun till you see the light.